pretty smart ladies. Because people have opinions. This is Bullies Follies, an Angreement podcast special with Michelle and Catherine. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Welcome to Foley Follies, which is an Angreement podcast special with me, Catherine. And me, Michelle. And on Foley's Follies, if you don't know by now, we discuss. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine the person who's this far in and just like. I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just going to start here. <laughs> what did you Google to get here, sir? Yeah. How, um, how did you find us? <laughs> just please. Yeah. Please write in because I'm very curious. So for that one person who I'm now speaking to directly, since you don't know, every week we read a new section of the Foley Grail, which is a book on Foley and kind of textbook-esque. And then inspired by that reading, we each make a sound that and we share with each other. Hear it, try to guess how we made it, what we were intending. Yes, these are pre, for again, for the singular person, these are pre-recorded sounds. We don't just make sounds at each other. Hey, Michelle, what am I? <laughs> That's our next stuff. podcast. Don't give it away. <laughs> <laughs> Make a sound with Catherine and Michelle. <laughs> yep. And then finally, we have um, a continuing narrative story that we don't know about yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to get way in the weeds on that one this week. Oh, boy. Howdy. It's going to take like a good 15 minutes to explain myself. I well, good. Because there's not much to say about this chapter unless you are planning to become a Foley artist. So, um, not even a Foley artist, a, a, this- an editor or mixer for a Foley artist, which is like a marriage with a hierarchy. Yeah. This section was mixing and editing. And like we've said before, this isn't a how-to step-by-step, step one, blah, blah, blah. And I did, I am going to say, I really, because I don't think this even helps you. This is still, if you're going to be a Foley artist, not a sound mixer, right, an right. editor, a recordist, a word I learned. But I really, really like the reasoning she gives. Like we talked about with the video game one, it seemed like that was a new addition. She had to do it. I feel like although this is less from her experience and therefore it doesn't have that kind of hug feel like you got last week, it does have a very specific reason for being written, which I appreciated. Yeah, and no, she, it was basically incredibly informative and incredibly well thought out. And like it was speaking directly to students and telling them what they needed to know in order to do this job well. It just didn't have a whole lot that I feel like I can pull out and tell our casual listeners right oh no there's not much i i'm just gonna praise the author because the reason this is mainly written is the like you said the relationship between the mixer and the foley artist is like a marriage for better or for worse and right off the bat she starts this by saying foley artists can have frustrating experience with mixers and getting through the day can be quite an ordeal 
This is not all that unusual in a work situation. And then goes on to say in the fully stage, though, you're in very close quarters, you're working for extended hours. It's not a nine to five. And that she wants to basically help better that partnership for anyone who's going to be a full artist by helping them understand what the editor, what the mixing artist is going through. It's like this is, I think this is counseling. It is. It's like just to elicit sympathy or empathy and be like, hey, work together. Here's they're, what they're, they're doing through. their best too. And their best just has different, a different set of concerns than your best. And you are ultimately aiming for the same goal. So be understanding and kind to one another. That's about, that's, I don't think there's much you can take away. I mean, take away that. That's a good life lesson in general. But yeah, as far as specifics, not much to glom on to. I, I did learn and was shocked to learn. I guess I didn't think about it. That Foley artists don't record the sounds themselves. They're not in charge of the recording part. They're so we have not been being it. true Foley artists. Because no. we're, we're both the mixer and the artist kind of in one. Which we are able to do because of the technological advancements that she talks about in here, which I do think that was kind of interesting. And something yeah. else I th thought was interesting is here you're kind of seeing this hierarchy where she's saying, you know, like the Foley artist, the artist is the one who kind of their vision and what they want is primary, whereas the editor and the mixer are kind of working to achieve what the Foley artist is trying to do. But it's the layer that isn't talked about here, but was talked about earlier is that the Foley artist is kind of doing the same thing for the actual actor that is on the screen or the, produ you know, the producer of the film that they are secondary or like an adjunct to that vision and artistic. Um, so like they, and, and there's all this discussion on here about the work that, that a Foley artist has to do to really kind of put themselves in the shoes ha -ha, of, the, <laughs> of the person on the screen. Um, but really like kind of try to embody the character and understand the character. And it was just, it got me thinking about like, how did we end up in a world where the visual is such a driver of what? Like the primary sense yeah. in so many ways. I thought about that too, because there's a line during this reading where she says, um, you have to have a good ear for aesthetics. And that was a very, as an art historian, that was a very evocative line for me. People often think about aesthetics as a visual, like it's almost sometimes used in tandem for the look of something. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not what aesthetic is. Like I love teaching the history of aesthetics and what that means. Um, the whole, all these th different theories of it, but it is more about like the overarching feeling of something, the mood, and I just love that, having a good ear for aesthetics. And it's hard. We've already talked about how you can't look at something and understand how it's going to sound. Like, don't look at something, how it looks for how it sounds. And I just think that keeps coming up. Well, Definitely. and it made me think of like, you know, like the Walter Ong um, literacy versus orality. And do we privilege the written word over the spoken word and yeah. the hearing versus the scene? And I just, I do think that we are a very visual culture. And I think that the way that Foley art developed demonstrates that like the, the visual is the primary and the audio is the secondary. But I do think that like 
there are some things that are disrupting that right now. And I was trying to imagine what would happen if it was like there were sounds and then somebody's job instead of the Foley artist was to create images (gasps) go with the sounds. But then I was like, I kind of do that. Like, cause I've been learning how to do, um, isn't that dancers, Michelle, though? I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, I guess dancers kind of are, but I was thinking like, um, like making YouTube videos and I've been trying to figure out the most efficient way to do it. Right. Cause I, I'm making these videos for mostly middle schoolers and high schoolers, and I want them to have some visual interest, but I also don't want to spend like 12 hours making one 10 minute video right. because it just is not like at some point I just run out of time and I can't justify that amount of time to do it. And so like, I've tried all these different strategies, but what I'm landing on is basically recording myself talking into the camera and then going back and listening for parts that would be animated well and popping those in and editing the speech with some little visuals, which is almost like the opposite of Foley art, right? Yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean. What would you call those artists? What do you call yourself when you do that? Hired. Tired. It just every time I'm like, oh, this is a 15 minute video. I'll have it done in, in 45 minutes. And like three hours later, I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. Oh, we've all been there. We've all been there. And it's, I could have made it in 45 minutes, but I'm like, but it would be better if I, and it will be so much more interesting. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Why are you doing this to yourself? Yeah. I don't. I, there's just not much to say. Like, um, I mean, there are fun stories in this. She talks about that. There really are hardly any, or at least in the eighties and nineties, I bet it's still the case though. Hardly any female identifying Foley mixers period. And that one of the best Karen Rello got her start because she was a um, cable puller, which is someone who is in charge of all the different cables. You need to make sure they're not getting in the way of mics. They're not tripping. And they're like, she was a really good cable puller because she was teeny and could hide under a table because <laughs> she was a woman. I was like, okay, Hollywood. I guess we got to use our skills where we can. Yeah, I guess. Go hide under that table, tiny woman. <laughs> I'd rather listen to liver in the grocery store myself. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like it's yeah. like a marriage and there are really nice lines in it. She says another quality of a great Foley mixer is respect, if not adoration for the artists. What about the section where I felt like she got a bit hostile toward the consumers of technology? <laughs> like, yeah, it, it got it. got. I was like, whoa, ma'am, I'm sorry that I use the tools I, I feel like she'd been... be so mad at us running around garage band being like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> She's like, this is everything but I hate. Maybe I felt very personally like, oh, that's yeah. me. But I mean, like, I'm not trying to say that I'm a Foley artist. So I don't think it's really me. But like, so I, oh. I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna read a passage because it was it, it got a little I made intense. myself a name badge that says Foley artist. You're not you're not going by that now after <laughs> our five weeks <laughs> Re- redoing my CV. <laughs> right. Right at the front, um, skills. Okay, no, go ahead. Plugins are seductive. They are developed for one reason, for <laughs> consumers to purchase them. They are not often necessary if you develop your skills, but can save you time if you want to use them. Use caution with these toys. 
anyone can be convinced that she is a talented and competent editor because of the vast amounts of money spent on technological toys. In reality, you will have proven to be a consumer. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, Especially, I feel like I was, um, you'll see when I have my sound, but I feel like I played with GarageBand Extra this week. Like, I, it's not like they were doing it without tools before. Like, I mean, we she all uses could... the term neophyte at one point, you know? Isn't every tool made to be consumed? Like, isn't that... I don't, I don't know. I feel like we're drawing no, some like but... not ev- No, I'm not going to go out and just consume a table saw today. I think. Oh, so you think that, I don't know. Some Maybe conflating. Have you seen a table saw commercial? I feel like. That's true. I could go buy one though, right? I yeah. Just because I'm choosing not to. Doesn't and there mean are I advertisements could... that are all like, look at how big and strong you can be with your power tools. Get your great, you know, like. Your Father's Day gifts, you make him feel like a real man with his garage full of flying sparks. Like maybe, but that's her point, right? That you get a little, if you get you get a big headed, you think you can do it, then you don't have a hand. I think she feels that danger is just as real in Foley. <laughs> Could twist an ankle walking wrong. Well, but that's you- different. This is sound mixing. That's totally different. I've right, gone right, off. Right. <laughs> clearly i'm not interested in sound mixing at all even though yeah yeah i'm not that interested i'm i am interested in the fact that like am i understanding this right i may just not i may not be quite getting it so she was talking about how before it was digital they had to like when she told the whole story about the guy who like spent a lot of money to have another dupe made like so is she she's talking about them physically cutting Physically cutting magnetized film. Right? Okay. So that's, I think, another reason she's kind of anti, oh, Pro Tools, GarageBand. Because that has to be such a different way of doing things when you're literally cutting film. It makes me think about how, so I was a freshman in college. I started in 2003 and we had to take a library sciences class that was required for freshmen. And literally nothing in the library sciences class matched anything that was happening in the library because the library sciences class had not been updated, but the library just had. So the library (laughs) had just switched over to like, you know, all these like JSTOR subscriptions and digital catalogs. But in the library class, it was like, and this is how you pull out the microfiche. And this is how you look up things in the catalog and go and find like, And so it was just the strangest because like there was clearly all of this very technical, very detailed knowledge that you needed to be a researcher, but it just had absolutely no applicability to the space that we were actually in. And so I was at the right age to be aware that these like techniques existed, but never actually had to do them myself as a researcher. And that happened even like when I got to graduate school, there was a lot of talk of like, you know, and this is how you fill out these note cards by hand to take notes. And we were like, yeah, we got compute. We've got computers with us. We're just gonna, gonna type. She tells these stories that kind of my brain breaks when I'm thinking about having to cut the film. And she's talking about trying to line up, I think ballerina feet, but it was the story you mentioned where the 
sound mixer went through getting like a whole copy. It was a ton of time. It was a ton of money just to really show her she was wrong. And I do love her confidence because she's one of the best full artists. She's like, I knew I wasn't wrong. So I watched and watched. But and I'd watched. let him, I'd let him try to explain. Yeah. Yeah. But she's like, but something was wrong, but I couldn't figure it out. And I just like from the jump, it was not me. So let's, and it just, it, it was again, this primacy of vision that he was cutting in a way he was cutting when he saw the feet and it was something about she had fully knowing that it had to carry through editing and they weren't like trusting her to do that and were doing it themselves and it just drives me crazy because she says um that like once you start performing surgery on Foley you're just lost and it's better to start over I also found the line really interesting about the editors where they were like, and you know, it's all about efficiency and finding shortcuts, especially as the budget got cut. And she was like, so a lot of the editors will just know their artists so well and know what areas they're likely to have trouble in and just skip to those. And like, that's fascinating to me to be like, yeah, so-and-so never messes up steps. So let's go to the, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I know they're bad with like flapping the coats. Let's go to, let's go to the coats. (laughs) Their, Their cloth skills aren't great. No, exactly. And then I think another reason maybe the author is mad at new technology is she says that a lot of times that now that you can have audio waves and you can visualize the sound in a way you could not do with magnetic film, um, that they might not even listen to it. They might have done it so much. They can be like, that's what that sound looks like. And they don't even listen to the sound. Well, so I've been editing lately because I've been making videos in Canva and I went from editing stuff in there, but I was earlier editing it in GarageBand and GarageBand, I can see the track so I can easily see like, oh, that's where I skipped words and then took a long pause because I knew I messed up and then started over again. So I don't even have to look at it. I can just go click, click, cut because I know that that's where the mess up is. But on the Canva editor, they don't have the little audio bar. So I have to like listen and watch and like zoom in so that I can. Oh, I hate that. that. It's so annoying. And I mean, I should just do it in GarageBand and then move it over. But then that's an extra step. So um... (laughs) no, I use GarageBand for editing the podcast. And I now know from doing it for however long we've been podcasting exactly what our ums look like. I know what yours looks like. I know what mine looks like. And there are times I go in and just take them out and don't even listen at this point. Isn't like that, that's the only one, but it's amazing that I know like what an entirely different like. way of, for your brain to work. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, that's, that's an um now. Like, so yeah, overall, <laughs> this week was about sound editing. It's like a marriage, yet another person in the world of Foley you might not have known existed. These are the people in your neighborhood. That's about it. Yeah, yeah there it is. Shall we do sounds? We should do sounds. You're up first, I think. Okay. (laughs) This is going to take a lot of explaining, and I do have two different ones. Okay. Two different ones. Um, I'm glad yours is interesting because mine is very straightforward. I feel like I was maybe. Oh, mine is the opposite. Okay. Straightforward. (laughs) We'll we'll find some balance together. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I'm going to say that it's going to take such backwards explaining. That it really is making me think of, have you seen the Mr. Show sketch where David Cross does the pre-recorded call-in? No. The conceit is that he 
is a call-in talk show host, right? Cable access and people are supposed to call in and talk about the topic of the week. But the joke is it's pre-recorded. And so it starts at like the final episode of the show where he's just losing his mind because he's like, we're talking about the elderly and people keep calling because the show that is airing is about something else and they want to talk about that. Tonight, the elderly. Good evening and welcome to the pre-taped call-in show where we tape all our shows a week in advance. I'm your host, Ken Doral, and uh, let's try it again. It's really not that hard, okay? Our topic, once again, is the elderly, okay? We're, we're taping it now, and it airs next week, okay? So if you're watching me talk about the elderly, don't call to talk about it. It's too late. Instead, call about cooking, which is next week's topic, okay? If you wanted to talk about the elderly, you should have called last week when our pet care show was airing, but we were taping the elderly show. Okay, so here we go. Hello. Hi, Ken, great show. Thank you, uh, what can I do for you? Uh, my dog has a disobedience problem. Okay, and, uh... okay. There, there you go. <laughs> okay, that's, uh, that's boo-boo number one. Hopefully, that'll be our last. Okay, uh, look, if you wanted to talk about pet care, you should have called two weeks ago when our show on racism was airing. Okay, I'm doing a show about the elderly right now, which, of course, to you people watching means calling about cooking. Okay, we'll see if we... Hello. Yeah, hi. Uh, what's going on? I mean, you're doing a show about pet care, but everybody's talking about racism. No, I don't... no, okay, no, no, no. No, I'm not doing a show about pet care. I'm doing a show about the elderly. The people calling about racism are watching the show that aired when we were taping the pet show, which is airing now, okay? If they wanted to talk about racism, they should have called three weeks ago when our Crime in the Street show aired. Okay? It's just, let's think before we... All right. And anyway, I feel like to explain this, there's going to be a lot of, but this week and last week, and the audience has already heard, but we haven't done this, a lot of that is going to go down. Apologies. Um, but everyone who already has heard like everything I'm already going to do now think of this as like a director's cut or overview, a commentary. This is like, good to know. You, do you remember those VH1 pop-up videos? Yes. This like is that. fun commentary on something you have already heard. I know you've already heard it, but Michelle, keep in I'm mind brand right new now, for me. Michelle doesn't know about the existence of this thing. Okay.
that was intriguing. Okay. What did you... <laughs> so, I mean... What did you just hear? It, it's music. There's definitely some percussion. A repetitive voice of some sort, but I couldn't make out any words. Just like word-like sounds. I'm going to ask a leading question. Did it sound like the music was being played in any certain space or coming from any certain place? I mean, it gave me very like, like it made me think of like a scene from like a TV show that's like, you know, when you're going into like the seedy underbelly of some dark nightclub, that that is the, that is the sense I got from it, right? Like, cool. where like the lights okay. are all like some like red glow and you can't see anybody <laughs> and there's like curtains. You're like, what's going on back there? That's that's the vibe I felt. Okay, so have you heard? I'm gonna explain this all before you hear the second sound. Um, have you heard of this phenomenon that people were really into? I think a few years ago. And there were a lot of YouTube videos where you could listen, but it was like sound in another room or sound coming from another room, music coming from another room. No, I, I missed this one. <laughs> it's a very vibey, vibey thing. And you could like go to YouTube and be like music in another room. And it's that sense, right? Of your, that very specific noise of like, if you're at a big party, but then you go into the bathroom and it yeah. sounds a specific way. Um, then there that kind of rattled off to other things like, music being played in an empty mall and people would just put different filters on these to get that sound and people found it very satisfying and they wanted to listen to it so because this week was about kind of mixing and editing um i wanted to and like talking about how you get a richness of sound or how it sounds dead rooms versus live rooms how do you get it to sound like it's in a specific place i took a sound we have already made, but you don't know we've already made it, even though it appeared last week. So here's where it gets confusing, <laughs> at least for Michelle. Um, so Michelle and I, as we go, are writing the script for the story you're hearing at the end of every episode. So while we're recording this right now, and here I go into David Cross, Mr. Show World, we're recording this right now. We've written some of the script, not all of it. And we haven't recorded any of this story at this point. But when I was working on the script last week, we have this joke where sometimes the robots miss here and they're like, okay, I'll start playing this. And I made a joke because the person says, do something. And that the robot starts playing a song called do something. Because I thought it'd be funny instead of saying it's a real song or having it be a fake song in this world, have it be a fake song in this world that I actually make the song for. Oh, I love this. So I have made, with the help of our, our music designer, my husband, um, an entire song <laughs> called Do Something that has appeared in the last episode. And I'm very proud of it. It's so stupid. Um, yeah. And this, so... This sound is Do Something from Another Room. It's... Okay, so this is why I have a second sound. <laughs> I tried and tried and tried. I'm like, we don't, we're not using filters. We're doing this ourselves. I'm going to learn. I'm going to make my own filter. I'm going to learn how to do that. 
And I struggled. I struggled and struggled because this doesn't sound like music in another room. This sounds like, I think, like you said, kind of an underbelly, scary, or I was thinking a very echoey space. It's echoey. It's metal. It's a very vast space. And the reason I kind of kept it is I thought that okay. maybe for our world of the big box store, that yeah, would we're be in more like a applicable. warehouse. That makes sense. Yeah. So I, I took the advice. I took direct advice from the book, Holy Grail from this week. And you know, you can't do everything. It's like a marriage. And I got my husband who is much better than all of this than me. I wanted to try it myself and prove that I did. But then I said, Hey, do you think you could do this? And I gave him the same rules. He had to make the filter himself. And um, he did a much better job at getting that warm sound from another room. And yeah, I just, I just went with an expert, like she says to do, and I trusted that they could do it. So I took her advice and much, I outsourced it. Much like a marriage. All right. I'm, I'm opening it now. In my literal marriage. Oh, yeah. He did the same thing. I mean, we yeah, had no, the same tools. This is, this is, I'm in a bathroom at a nightclub. Yeah. He got it spot on. It's really good. So wait, when do I get to hear the the real fake song? This is the other thing that makes things so confusing. It's not done yet. Oh. <laughs> he, I did the lyrics and this and the vocals, but I, I his parameter was, it cannot sound like me. Um, and so... He has been working on it all week, but he got so excited about how it was sounding. He sent me a small clip and that's what I use. I am for all so this. excited about this. I will send it to you as soon as it's done. <laughs> do something, do something, do something, do something real. That's what the original lyrics were. It was much more upbeat. And then my husband got his hands on it. And now it sounds like Grimes, darker Grimes. My version. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to something. release that as a single on Spotify. Yep, <laughs> coming soon <laughs> or already came. Who right. knows? It's, Time yeah. has no meaning. <laughs> Everyone else is like, "Yeah, we heard it last week." You Why played are you the whole song at the end. You were very proud of it. You, we get you've been it. viral for the last five days. <laughs> <laughs> Do something is topping the charts in every country including Antarctica, which is a continent. The penguins love it. That's mine that. is not nearly as interesting as that. <laughs> In fact, mine, I kind of, I won't, hold on. I won't say anything else until after you.
That is some A plus scurry. <laughs> Was it meant to be scurrying? So it definitely can be scurrying or typing. Okay, because I, I this is like last week where um I walked on broken glass and you're like, is it rats? Right. Like, well, right, it's right. broken glass. And you're like, oh, I thought you were trying to do something else. So I was, I assume that was made by typing on a keyboard. It actually, it was kind of inspired by that conversation last week. Because I was like, I keep trying to like make things sound like something else, but like a lot of the Foley art artists from what we're reading is like, like, oh, you are walking. Let me walk on surfaces. You are wearing clothes. Let me move my clothes. Like they would. So like, I feel like I've, all the sounds that I've made so far have been trying to make something else, like make something that is not that thing. And I was like, well, like, I want to try to make a sound that would match an actual sound that's happening. Right. So, yes. so did it convey an emotion to you? Like, how do you imagine the person who is doing this typing feels? frantic yeah yeah okay so I wanted this is like I was trying to like not just do like oh I'm typing but like oh I'm like yeah yeah in a panic yep. it went back and forth from keyboard to scurrying but it could be either it could be either do we have a robot with legs maybe we could have, have little legs. bug robots everyone already knows probably unless we're introducing new robots this week for the sound that's what we should do we should, should keep it. Have a scurrying robot. Yeah. A scurrying robot should be released. No, that's really good. I love that. And I'm glad that it could be both. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was to say something really inadvertently mean and sad. I was going to be like, if I didn't know your dog was dead, I would think maybe that was your dog scurrying. And that's really inconsiderate. Just be like, you did so good. I almost thought your your, dog, back. your your beloved pet was still alive. I'm sorry. I should not. He lived a very, very good life. It's a great life. Great life. So sorry. Took a dark turn here. Did oh. take a dark turn. Holy at, least, at least my nose isn't bleeding this time. <laughs> Things are looking up. Looking good, looking good. Um so yeah. Yeah, there's some we sounds. Got, yeah, got which to... of my music do we? I think we should use the perfect. We should take her advice and use the professional yeah, one. Yeah, right? I, yeah. I mean, unless there's, unless there's a reason to have the vibe in different settings, like maybe somebody is moving <gasps> through both. rooms. So like, it because like oh, this week she talked about how you create a sense mm -hmm. of movement and direction, and sounds are coming from different places. Yeah. Ooh, we should have something. Yeah. Constantly doing it and it changes. Ooh, to convey movement. Sorry. I'm excited. I'm nerding out about this. Fully now. And there can just like, be a scurrying robot coming along with her. Maybe a scurrying robot is carrying a boom box. <laughs> that would be so fun. That's it. We use them both in tandem, which will take <laughs> better mixing. You're like, click, 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 click. And the music sounds yeah, good. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> That's it. And it just is holding it up. Maybe it's fallen in love with another robot and Aww. it's saying anything. It's saying anything that robot. Everyone, you're experiencing after we stop recording, we just have this conversation about how we'll use our sounds, but we're so inspired we're doing it now. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, we got it. That's it. Get ready. Here's some robot love, some robot romance. 
least you know there's one good thing that'll happen this week. Yeah. Get ready. Here, you're welcome. <laughs> Your week's about to get a whole lot better. narrator come back yet i don't know i don't know if she's coming back at all let me see did did we did we write her back yeah yeah you sure did so here i am yay Yay! good job go yay yourself right off a cliff (laughs) i said so yay to be here happy to riff Mm-hmm. Look, do you want me to do this or not? We do. We do. We want you here, please. <sighs> All right. <clears throat> Friends, when we last checked in on our big box store, Ghost was anxiously looking for manager, and an intruder had broken through the glass door with a similar goal. Would either find what they were seeking? We're about to find out. Manager, please respond. Manager, manager, please respond. Manager. Ghost? Is that you? Yes! Ghost is me! Ghost found manager! Maybe my ankle is broken. Oh, man. Well, I can't get back up. This, uh, whatever this is, uh, shoot, stairs. Code 9432, retrieval from delivery shaft A9T43, initiate immediately. Whoa, wait, wait, what? Whoa, uh, put me down, ah! Manager! Ouch, oh, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I'm fine. Let me just, um, find something to lean on. Uh, all right. Ghost find manager, save manager. Yeah, 
Yeah. Thanks. Uh, where is everyone? What's going on? Intruder protocol activated. Manager needed. Uh, intruder? You mean a, a, a person? Is it Olivia? Or Mac? Or, or Nestor? Maggie, even? Oh, where have they been? Follow. Uh, hey, hey, slow down. I'm not exactly on my A-game. As manager... Okay, good. As manager limps after Ghost, our unwanted visitor was finding things a bit more chaotic at the other end of the store. First aid supplies, finally. Who organized this store? It's a mess. There, that'll work for now. Okay, take me to your manager, little trash can face. Task complete. Thank you for visiting. What? It's not complete. Not complete. Come back. I can't find my way out of here alone. Wait. Ugh. Where is everyone? Shouldn't there be like 5,000 employees per store or something? I haven't seen a soul. What's that sound? Want to speak to a manager? Please exit the premises. Crowd control protocol activated. Next volume increase in five. Cease crowd control protocol. Code nine four three two seven. Customer in need of medical attention. I'm not in need of. Oh, well, I guess my feet are bleeding through my bandages a bit. Code received. Crowd control protocol ended. Protocol Seeking Protocol Protocol Cannot be located New protocol needed New protocol needed New protocol Needed no known protocol. 
What is this... feeling? What is this... charge of my parts? What am I hearing? It's... It's... beautiful. Oh. How do I know what beauty is? How do I feel this? Um, know this? Feel this? Uh, um, hello? Aren't you supposed to be helping me with my feet? Not drooling over that doggo-looking bot? Yes. Initiating minor help mode. Initiating blood containment mode, but... Crowd control is probably needed for containment mode. Requesting crowd control protocol initiated. New threat detected. New crowd detected. Protocol refused. Uh, but it is needed. Look, there are items being threatened. Customers behaving erratically. Crowd control needed. Uh, you did that. You idiot. Products contained. No crowd detected. But I really think I need crowd control. I mean, a uh, protocol needed? Nine. Oh, come on. Look, it's just that you're beautiful. I think. I think. I love you. Initiation code not detected. No, not understood. Please state active initiation code. Come on, I love you. Can't you just... Don't you love me too? Love not understood. Please state active initiation code. Look, uh... I know. There. Look, I mean, uh, scan document. I wrote you a poem about love, about our love. Love, I know not well, rich as a white bee, pale gold of the sky, pale gold of delight. Pale gold of her face, fleet again tonight, lyric night of tree, delicate a light, rich as a white bee, shaken by the cold, delicate bright north. The medbot and the crowd control robot discovered love, and love each other they did. Um, hello. I, I still need help here. Whatever. I gotta get out of here.
Oh, thanks again, Ghost. I can't believe how long I was at the bottom of those. Do you hear that? Oh, look. Who is that? Intruder! Intruder protocol activated! Oh, yeah, you told me that. Sorry. Wait. That means... Oh, there's someone else in here. Oh, I can't. Uh, I don't want to... Uh... Hey you, I see you. Get back here. I need to talk to a manager. Friends, what will become of the robots in love? What will become of manager when he must face an actual human customer? Find out all that and more next time. Police Follies is brought to you by Catherine Guinness and Michelle Paranello Kaysen. Featuring Abby Bogost as Medbot, Ayla Speed as The Customer, Benton Guinness as Manager, Dagny Krug as Crowd Control Bot, Amber Meyer as The Narrator, and Matthew Van Gessel as Ghost. Music was written and performed by Grant Bulmer.